Well, hello and happy Wednesday. Welcome to my little potty. It actually feels like I was only here like literally 13 minutes ago. How has it been one week already? Time is an illusion, but we are in this liminal space, this infinite vortex, this wormhole, darlings, as the eclipse is pending and just around 24 hours away as I as I come on here right now, and for those of you in that east, um, sorry, west side of Australia, um, you are getting prime time po position for uh, this annual slash total solar eclipse. Um, look, Mercury is um, slowing all the way down to station retrograde in two days. So he's pretty slow, which means my words and my mind are fucking slow. I've already had a session today and I was clunky with my words. Um, I've been doing some business stuff today, clunky with my words. It's all about the clunk because Mercury is stationing. And what you will find is when Mercury stations, it's more tetchy and clunky than sometimes even what the retrograde can bring. I mean, look, ultimately the retrograde will bring you whatever it's meant to bring you, depending on where it's happening in your own chart. Um, it's not just that lo and behold, like it's just all the same for everyone. Yes, Mercury rules communications. Yes, Mercury rules short travels and contracts. And that's why, I, I mean, I've probably said it before because a couple of episodes ago, I did talk a lot about this Mercury retrograde, um, prepping you in the shadow and talking a lot about how karmic it is in the fact that Jupiter actually retrogrades the exact same degrees this year, the 15 to 5 degrees of Taurus, which is Mercury's about to embark on. So there's something really karmic here, but I do always laugh when people talk about exes coming back into their lives when I believe that's more of a Venus retrograde thing. Mercury retrograde, I often see like past school people, <laughs> you know, you might bump into your sibling at the shopping centre. Um, but Mercury don't fucking rule relationships. So I don't know where that fallacy has come from. And look, an astrologer might correct me and tell me that it's all come from this because of Mesopotamia and blah, 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 and go forth and have your way then. But in my eyes, Venus retrograde can bring back exes. Venus retrograde is around relationship contracts and karmas and values and um, desires and maybe exes coming back in for closure. Um, Mercury, you know, is more of that sort of social stuff. Maybe you do see someone that you haven't seen for a while. Um, I would be scoping it more out, casting that net over social acquaintances and siblings and just that everyday stuff, those interactions that you might have, uh, you know, with the poster, you, you know, you might see the poster you haven't seen for a while or something. But I remember when Mercury was, were, um, was retrograde, for, for, for many years, I mean, obviously decades, you know, every year it retrogrades. Um, hello, welcome to the shit show that is my mind right now. Um, and I've got another client to, do, to go today as well. So, oh my God, wish me luck. But here I am, I'm showing up. But for me, Mercury retrograde would always see me running into old high school friends in the shops, <laughs> usually in the toilet because we're both women. And that's, and I would be like, oh, Mercury's retrograde. I'm going to see blah, blah today. And lo and behold, there was blah blah so and I would actually say that to their face I'm like oh I expected to see you because Mercury's retrograde so you know um but ultimately this build up to Mercury retrograde it is a little bit clunky not gonna lie so sometimes it feels tetchier or more frustrating or you can't get your words out or you know maybe you're trying to like 
you know, tidy up loose ends and trying to do all these things and it's a bit clusterfucky. It's okay. Breathe. It's all good. We're human. You know, it humbles us. Retrograde seasons humble us. We don't all have our shit together and we can clunk over words sometimes and that's okay. It's not the end of the world. Um, But you know, here we are like on the precipice of the first eclipse season, uh, the first Mercury retrograde of the year, and it's all just happening at once. I mean, we have had all the planets direct since, um, you know, sometime in January. Uh, I can't remember the exact date. Uh, we did enter the year with Mercury and Uranus retrograde and Mars. Um, so, you know, it was a bit of a slow start. Um, But ultimately, all of those planets went direct and we have had the green light of all planets direct for a few months now. So here we go. Retrograde season begins. We kick off now. Uh, Well, not now. Well, yes, this week. This is a doozy of a week, my friends. You can count your lucky signs that it is a doozy of a week. I mean, are you already feeling it? How is it Wednesday already? That's what I mean. Like I was like, what am I even going to talk about? I've told them everything. And I'm like, no, that was last week. Hello. And it's like, holy shit, how is one week already gone? It is flying. And the eclipse portals and wormholes can do that. We can lose time. We can lose space. We can lose anything. Remember eclipses, an eclipse, especially a solar eclipse, you know, the sun is being eclipsed by the moon. It's fucking cool, man. And like I said, those of you in Western Australia, um, I can't remember the exact location, if it's the north or south, um, but you guys are getting a really glorious view of this. So your day will turn to night because this eclipse is actually happening in the daytime. So this is really friggin' cool. For us over here on the east, we're not going to get any um, anything. We probably won't see a thing. Um, I'll be watching it live, I would say. I usually live stream these things um, so that I can see them. But, you know, eclipses, you know, are, you know, are pretty big omens. And back in the day, like when, uh, you know, nomads and, and back in th- for thousands and thousands of years, you know, people looked to the sky and eclipses were scary because the sun is out. And all of a sudden, the moon, like the the moon and the sun, the moon eclipses the sun. So something is hidden here. And that's a big reason why you will see a few of us astrologers, not all, because some astrologers still promote doing um, spiritual work and doing things like that. Um, and rituals and things like that over eclipse seasons. But for, for, for many of us, we would advise against that because you're actually sort of playing with fate. You know, you're, you're not allowing the eclipse to do what it needs to do. You're trying to interfere. And, you know, I just think that there's like, this is around, this is around respect. You know, there is reverence when it comes to eclipses. Yeah. So, so we give reverence to the eclipse instead of trying to have control and need to sit in circle and do the ritual. We allow the eclipse to show us what it wants from us instead of telling it what we want from it, you know, because it's so easy to be caught up in the mainstream moon circles of, you know, every new moon I'm asking for this and every full moon I'm asking for that, you know, it's same moon, it's, it's same shit, different moon, as I've been saying for a million years, because nothing changes, Right. But with eclipses, it's like the invitation to take your agenda out of the picture. Like, you know, be selfless, be selfless, like take your agenda out of the picture 
and go, I'm going to be in receiving mode. I am going to be in allowing mode. I am going to just surrender to this. And that's sort of the cool thing about eclipses. You know, back in the day, they all of a sudden had the, the sun eclipsed by the moon. Like that is huge when daytime turns to night, like well, for those moments or however long the eclipse goes for, like that is a pretty like eerie sort of thing. And I remember sitting exactly where I am now, where we had a partial solar eclipse. Um, I'm on my bed at the moment. I'm not actually not in my cupboard because I've got too many clothes in there and I actually can't even friggin' fit. Um, but, and I was sitting here and the partial eclipse happened and we just got this edge over the sun. Like, obviously you can't look at it. Um, and it wasn't this total solar eclipse, so it didn't turn dark, but there was this eerie feel and there was just this edge of like the middle of the day turning sort of, yeah, like there was like this bit of a shadow um, that came over and it was so magical. So there is something very magical about eclipses. You know, I want you to tune into that magic and allow that magic to work through you. Um, but can you give up control? I mean, that's the question. Only you can answer that. You know, maybe you can't. Maybe you are so addicted to moon circles and, and having to do something every new and full moon that you just have to do something so you know there's that element of you know maybe not being able to accept what the moon can do for you you know what can this eclipse do for you because remember if you're trying to manipulate or plant seeds or do these sorts of rituals over eclipses the north and south node are involved we're, we're looking at like very big karmic portals here we're looking at past portals future portals you know, them being, you know, they've already got their superseded friggin' slipstream of new consciousness that they're trying to 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 bring to you, but you interrupt that by um by control, by by wanting and needing to do something. So it's a very interesting sort of array of of course you do you boo, like do whatever the hell you want. Um I'm not the master of fucking anyone. I'm the master of myself. Um I'm just sharing this insight because again there's this you know, the hype around eclipse season and, you know, and, and still manifesting and, you know, cleansing crystals and things. And it's just like, hmm, interesting, you know, considering back in the day, um, you know, everyone would hide when the eclipses came, you know, they seen the sun being shadowed by the moon or when the moon turned blood red on a lunar eclipse, like, and that brought like this eeriness to it. And, but it's quite special at the same time. And that's why if we just flow with it, you know, we move into this wormhole from tomorrow, the 20th, right through until the 6th of May. So, you know, we're solidly, you know, we're in eclipse season already uh, for the last lunation to the first solar eclipse. And then we enter the wormhole that, that eclipse sandwich, from the, the first eclipse to the second eclipse, which the second eclipse is in Scorpio um, in, uh, in May, on the 6th of May. And then the lunation after that, we begin again. You know, we have the new moon in Gemini and we can start to really like come out of this eclipse portal. The eclipse is hiding something or eclipsing something. You feel eclipsed in a part of your life. Maybe you just feel super tired. Like today's the first day in ages that I, I'm feeling a lot sleepier than I have been. So it is a dark moon. We are in the dark moon, darlings. We are deep in Mama Earth. We are deep in the cosmic mother. You know, I feel like a dark moon eclipse is that we're not only in Pachamama, but we're in cosmic mother. And of course, we always are. But the eclipse feels different, you know, and maybe you're feeling that as well. Um, because it's in this last car. And again, it's, you know, eclipses are karmic anyway, but because it's at that 29th degree 
uh, which is the final degree of Aries. You know, there is also this extra fated sort of feel to it. Um, maybe something's ending, maybe something's beginning, you know, maybe something needs closing and you know exactly what that is. And if you try and hold on to that or resist that, you know, it's sort of a change or be changed, you know, like it's either up to you or it's taken out of your hands. So we we have that level of self-responsibility if we need to move through something or release something or let go of something. And um, you know, the eclipse, the eclipse portals often do those things. They pick us up and place us exactly where we need to be. And sometimes that can be difficult. Sometimes that can be traumatic. Sometimes that can be, you know, full of resistance, but in the long run, um, you know, we are, we are being eclipsed out of something and into something new. Um, but, you know, you can also feel into like what's hiding in the shadows, you know, when you think of eclipses, like, it's the shadows. It's a constant shadow. So where are you hiding in the shadows? And this could be in your own life, in your business, in your relationship. This could be to yourself. Um, I find it really fascinating, you know, you know, at the extremely low capacity of self-awareness and, you know, people thinking that they've got all this self-awareness, but they have no idea, you know, of, of their own self and how they show up in their own energetic template. And so in the shadows and in the crevices in eclipses, but also just in everyday life. But the eclipses can heighten that, you know, it can, it can bring stuff up for people. It can reveal um, where maybe you are hiding from yourself in your life, maybe life, maybe where you are lying to yourself, where you are putting those rose colored glasses on and just sort of, you know, going, oh yeah, no, 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 everything's going to be okay. Where, you know, this is a level of you know, the truth. And we've got Pluto involved here. Pluto is squaring the nodes at the moment, you know, and there's some really big revelations and inner reckonings happening right now. When we look around at the world, like there's a lot of, you know, freaking volcanic eruptions happening, not just, you know, not literally, I don't know if there was a volcano and the, as I'm saying this, but there is some real, you know, there's some turbulence, right? We can feel this underpinning of turbulence. Like a lot is coming up. A lot is surfacing like the volcano. She erupts and, you know, maybe you're going through your own eruptions. Maybe you uh, can't contain yourself anymore. Hello, this is Aries we're working with as well. So, uh, you know, I want to say that there is a vibrancy and an excitement, you know, Jupiter's involved here as well. So there can be an, ex an expansion of this abundant energy, or there can be an exacerbation of anger perhaps. But Pluto is his here squaring the nodes for a lot of this year. And this week um, from now until when I chat to you next Wednesday, you know, we've got a lot of karmic things happening. Firstly, we're in the eclipse wormhole. So that happens from the 20th. Um, the sun hits the north node, which is the north node of the moon, um, which is where we get our eclipses for the last time in Taurus for nearly 20 years. So, uh, you know, again, there seems like something ending or something very fated that we might be gifted. Uh, maybe it's some news or us stepping into our purpose or aligning to our path or even 
feeling low in energy or depleted or feeling held back? Um, you know, where are you shining in your life? You know, that's what you can ask yourself when the sun hits the North Node. Um, are you shining? Do you have the ability to be fulfill, fulfilled? And, you know, in that true Leonian style, which Leo rules the sun, um, you know, how are you stepping into your own sovereignty? And hello, we've got Lilith in Leo this year. Um, it's it's some big stuff, right? So the sun is going to hit the north node. Saturn is going to trine the south node exactly. So Saturn and the south node are trining, you know, exactly. So we've got Saturn who is karma daddy and the south node who is that the karmic past also making a trine. So the sun and Saturn um, both hitting the nodes and activating the nodes, plus we're in the eclipse portal. So the picture is very fated. The picture is very, are you in alignment or are you in a lie? I mean, that's the line I use for the collective seven year, but I use that line a lot. I've written it in my book. I use it several times, because, oh, well, several times in, in many spaces that I share um, because that's the question is, are you in alignment or are you in a lie? Because we've got the nodes being fully activated by the sun, by Saturn. And then, as I said, Pluto is squaring the nodes. So there's this deep inner crossroads of transformation that we actually have to dig up from the underworld. It's just like, what is surfacing surfacing for you right now? I think that's a really, pay attention. You know, I just want to say for this eclipse portal, I will be back next Wednesday, but for this eclipse portal, pay attention, pay very close attention to what's going on around you and within you, what's being mirrored back to you by your external situations. You know, when everything's fucking up or going wrong or out of alignment, something's out of alignment with you. So, you know, and, and those karmic connections, who are you, who is crossing your path? What are you listening to? What are you doing? Where are you putting your energy? You know, I, I wrote my, I've already written my Eclipse post, so you can check out Tiani Talks. Um, you know, you can either jump onto my Facebook page, Tiani Vidla, and follow me there or jump over onto my Instagram page, Tiani Talks, um, or you're listening to me here. But I have a post, of course, already up um, sharing a little bit about it. It was just, a, it was just a, quite a short, succinct post this week um, sharing about the Eclipse. But, you know, I'm talking about, like, there's lots of change. Like, there's this real initiation um, energy that's happening for us. I'm loving Jupiter in Aries. It's giving us this fire to move forward, to cut away the old debris. You know, old templates are cracking because we've got this Pluto square, the nodes, but there's so much positive shift that's happening too. Like, and look around in your own life and and have a look, like what positive changes are you making? What, you know, what's your next iteration of yourself? Like your 2.0, you're leveling up, right? Like we're all collectively leveling up, but, but some people want to hold on. And I said that in my post is that if you're finding life simpler, easier, cleaner, as in like energetically cleaner, maybe you've cleaned up your diet, maybe you're exercising more, maybe you've cleaned out your friends list and your fucking closet and maybe you're discarding old shit, you know, but if you're still in deep stories, trauma, victim, martyr, ruminating over and looping all of those old patterns, you're still in that drama, karma of the Scorpio South Node, which is coming to an end, you know, the Scorpio 
um, and Taurus axes for the nodes are shifting in July. So we're going to be moving into that very dynamic Aries and Venus axis, which I still think is wild because we're moving from a Mars Venus to a Mars Venus. So, but in the opposite. So at the moment, Taurus is our North node where we're heading to that organic, simple, you know, comfort, pleasure, life can be easy, you know, and, and I know I can oversimplify that sometimes, you know, Joel always gets cranky with me about oversimplifying, but he's like, not everything's black and white and just this or that. And I'm like, yeah, but sometimes it is, you know, like why the fuck can't it just be easy? Like, yes, life is complex and the brain is complex and humans are complex and all the things that are going on in the world are fucking complex. So why not make life easy? (laughs) Like it can be easy. It's only the human brain that wants to make it complex by having to, you know, having to make something of everything, you know, like and to, you know, but in a dramatic way is what I'm saying. So, you know, when we can strip back and simplify, find pleasure in the breeze, find pleasure in just sitting in the sun or watching the sunrise or watching the sunset. It's these simple, natural pleasures that satiate and satisfy the Taurus archetype. And that is the what we have all been being asked to move toward while the Taurus, uh, the North Node is in Taurus, Venus ruled. Now the South Node has been in Scorpio. And you know, I know you are, you've, I've been banging on about this in a lot of podcasts you know, it's the death and love and death nodal portal, I called it. And really, it has been a lot of death. You know, the south node is ruled by Scorpio at this point, uh, which is the drama karma that I'm talking about. If you're still in this, you know, play by play of your old stuff and you're still talking about something that happened five years ago, 10 years ago, because you just can't let go, that's the Scorpionic drama, right? Like, and and the looping of those old stories, not being able to set yourself free and forgive and to move forward and to be optimistic and find simplicity or to, you know, change the priorities, right? So, so you know, that's still going on and, and we're coming to the end of this nodal cycle. And what happens is right at the beginning of the nodal cycle, it feels very amplified. Then we get into our routine and where, you know, things are shifting and things are changing and maybe it's happening psychosomatically. Maybe it's happening on an inner level for you. Again, all depending where this happening in your own chart, your Taurus and Scorpio houses. And so, you know, all these things start to find their own routine of rebirth. But then as we, as we exit the nodes, which is where we're at now, we've got Pluto squaring them and it, and it's all just intensified. Everything's intensified. So, but the interesting thing is, is like I was saying, is that Taurus, Taurus, North Node, Venus, Pluto, um, uh, Scorpio, South Node, Pluto. I am so clunky today. I'm going to fucking wrap this shit up in a minute because I just, I can't even get words out. Um, and so the South Node's in Scorpio, which is ruled by Pluto, but also the modern day ruler is Mars. Now in August, um, in July, The North Node moves into Aries, which is ruled by Mars, and the South Node moves into Libra, which is ruled by Venus. So very interesting dynamic that we're going to be having. So this eclipse season and next eclipse season in October of this year have one of each sign in the eclipses. So we're having our Aries new moon, black moon, because it's the second new moon um, in Aries in a row solar eclipse on the 20th at 29 degrees, the anoretic karmic degree of Aries. And then the full moon will come in uh, May in Scorpio, 
which is the last full moon in Scorpio for nearly 10 years. And then in October, we have a new moon in Libra, which is our new axis. It's actually a south node uh, new moon eclipse in Libra, solar eclipse in Libra. And then the final full moon in Taurus at the end of October, closing out that um, Taurus Scorpio axis for good for another nearly 10 years. So it's it's a pretty big time of endings and, and closures. But with this Pluto square, with this week, you know, uh, Saturn being involved and the sun lighting up the north node for the final time in Taurus for nearly 20 years, pay attention. That's my tip. Pay attention. You know, there's synchronicities happening. Drop back into the simplicity of life. Drink lots of water. Get the sun on your upper heart chakra. I've been doing that and it's been really divine. It's been, I've just been like, you know, lifting my shirt up out the backyard, um, you know, and just getting that sun right on my chest just to penetrate my heart. Um, you know, we are in Aries season. This is the last day, but Aries is exalted. Um, the sun is exalted in the sign of Aries. Um, so it's a really delicious time to be really, you know, allowing these sun codes to just really fill us up and heal us. The sun heals us. It's an incredible healing tool. Yeah. Um, so really big, 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 big week. Um, you know, go well you know, um, because this uh, eclipse wormhole is a big one. Um, see where 29 degrees is Aries in your own chart. That Aries house has been getting the biggest fucking glow up of its life. We've had, you know, all the planets through there, Mercury, Venus, um, two new moon, two new moons, this one being the eclipse. Uh, Jupiter is there. Chiron is there. Excuse me. I think I just need a little bit of a drink because I've been talking for 25 minutes nonstop with no drinkies and this might help me to keep going. Mm. Oh God, like it is a dark moon today and I am feeling that I am tired. I'm going to have a nap when I finish this. I've got a client later um, and I am going to do the netball drop off and for the netball training and then I'm going to have like a little nap before my client because this dark moon got me good and Aries dark moon always really does get me though um it's just it's just what happens but I've been feeling the fire other than today like today you know I'm really feeling the dark moon mood um but but as of you know before that I was feeling super excited anyway um so yes 29 degrees Aries you know, big, huge glow up in that Aries house that you're having at the moment. If you're a Libra ascendant like me, we're having this all in our relationship house. Um, and it's just been divine. I don't know about you other fellow Libra risings out there. Hola, hi, hey, sisters and brothers. But, you know, it has been a beautiful time of connections, relationships. I mean, I, 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 you know, as I told my story last week, if you listened, you know, I knew to go and get my new phone and I got the computer cord that I wanted, like, customer service has been helpful. Like everyone's just been so beautiful and helpful. And, you know, it's just been a magical time for us, for us Libra Risings with relationships. Like mine and my husband's relationship is just friggin' next level. Like it's so beautiful. And, you know, and, you know, it just, it just continues to reveal different facets. I mean, we've been together for 22 years and it's just like, holy shit, you know, I just love you even more today, you know, like fuck. And just the way you touched me then, the way you looked at me and it's just, there's a real deepening going on, a very rich deepening. And, and, you know, 
if you went through some relationship stuff, which we all have, you know, especially over the last few years when the Saturn Uranus square was happening, um, 2021, 2022, more so 2021. And I did talk a lot about this on my Instagram and I, I wasn't doing weekly podcasts in 2021, but, um, you know, there was a lot of relationship stuff. And I want to say for the relationships that have been together for 20 years, because we were in this cycle of the last time Uranus and Saturn came together in a square in the, in the opposite sign. So, uh, the Uranus and Saturn square was Saturn was in just being in Aquarius, squaring Uranus in Taurus. But then like 20 years ago, Uranus was in Aquarius and Saturn was in Taurus. And so for those relationships, you know, yes, all relationships went through quite a lot since 2020 uh, because, you know, the rugs have been lifted and, and people are getting out of oppressed situations where they feel like they were just in relationships for comfort or ease or for the kids, you know, those sorts of easy way outs, you know, because it's easy. Um, but often, you know, it's the better the devil, you know, like the easier decision is often the wrong one because it's too comfortable. So 2020 ripped the rug out from many relationships and they started to crumble. And many, I know of many relationships, 25 plus years crumbling and still to this day three years in you know of the 2020s so many relationships have been through so much stuff but you know back in 2021 when this uh Saturn square Uranus was very strong all year there was a lot of tension and and you know and I was feeling that too old stuff from 20 years was coming up old behaviors old reactions you know me and me and Joel looked at each other he actually said to me he goes this shit feels like from 20 years ago I'm like babe it is it's the same configuration, but in opposite signs, like we're really healing and clearing something. So, um, you know, when we stayed within our relationship, we did, didn't go outside of our relationship in any way, shape or form. Uh, we respect each other. You know, there's no, none of that sort of stuff going on. Um, and it's just a deepening, like, and now it's just like, whoa, man, like, I'm loving all of this Aries energy purely because it's lighting my my marriage house up and it's just been so sexy and so delicious and and I'm smiling hard and I can't wait to fucking see my husband tonight. Um, anyway, so that was 29 minutes and 29 seconds as I looked at my notes and seen 29 degrees. Anyway, huge eclipses, you know, huge, huge eclipse wormhole, you know, just be gentle with yourself. I'm, you know... Honestly, this is a time, this is a great time. Eclipses reveal and shadow so much. They can have you feeling wiped out, excited, you're time traveling again. Like I, like I said, I cannot actually believe it's been a week when I, when I realized what day it was and I'm like, I've got nothing to talk about. I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. Like it's the next week. It's time for my next podcast. I'm like, okay, holy shit. Like this week has just flown. Um, Mercury stations retrograde on the 21st, you know, so that's happening at 15 degrees of Taurus. So you want to check that Taurus house as well. Just after the eclipse happens, just a few hours um, on the 20th, uh, the sun and the moon are both going to move into Taurus. So this is a really, you know, hello Taurus season and hello all of my fellow Taurians out there, my bulls. Um, you know, it's our it's our fucking season, bitches. Like this is this is exciting. I've already got like I'm going away for one weekend. Then I'm down with my beautiful bestie Star Witch astrologer. We're going to do a pamper day because her birthday's the seventh and mine's the ninth. 
Um, we're doing spa dates and wineries and we're doing all of that. And then it's Mother's Day. And so I've got all this lush stuff you know, sort it out because that's what you do. You're a Taurus. You need all the lush things and you should do it if you're any sign. It's your birthday. Um, you know, it's the, you know, even though you can do those things every single day and, and I do, I'm, I'm very, it's, you know, self-care is, you know, not something that I'm lacking. Um, I know when to take time off. I know how to do life in a very fun way. But when it's my birthday month, my God, darlings, like far out. Um, you know, I'm accepting many birthday wishes. Feel free to wish me a happy birthday because I'll accept it all. Um, I love birthdays. I love having my birthday and I love celebrating other people's birthdays. That's what makes it exciting. Birthdays are a very big ritual and they were as I was growing up. It's one thing I've carried on. Um, my girls have always been extremely spoiled on their birthdays. They get to pick everything they want. They get to do anything they want, eat anything they want. We decorate the house and it's only now as they're older that I'm not having to blow up 50 million balloons, which, amen, look, that's much better for the environment, let's be honest. But that was just been a ritual. I mean, I've been a mother for nearly 25 years. So when they were younger, they would have streamers and, you know, balloons and have everything beautiful. And, you know, that's just what they had every year of their lives. My girls know no different than to be absolutely fucking celebrated because they should be because they're glorious. And it's the same with my husband. I celebrate him hard. I do like to celebrate him hard every day, but, you know, on his birthday, especially as well. Um, because I suppose his birthday was different to mine growing up. We, we, uh, so I love to celebrate him and um, make it very special for him. Um, so yes, birthday season to my bulls out there. Happy birthday, whenever your birthday is. Um, 20, the 20th um, in the evening is when the sun ingresses. I think it's like 6.30 or something p.m. on the 20th is when the sun ingresses into Taurus, uh, but makes an exact, you know, makes an immediate square to Pluto. So we're, we're having a pretty big Taurus season, you know, like I, I'm not going to lie, like, you know, there's no fucking around this Taurus season. It's going to be intense. It's going to be transformational. Half of it's eclipse season. So um, buckle up, buckle up, buttercup. Um, it's it's not this just lush, normal Venusian Taurus Taurus season. Um, by my birthday, I feel very blessed because Venus will be in Cancer. Um, you know, Venus is in Gemini at the moment, which is fun, but come on. I mean, we want Venus in Cancer or Taurus or friggin' Pisces. <laughs> you know, that's where we really want her. Um, so yeah, uh, my solar return chart, I have Venus in Cancer. Just saying, I feel pretty fucking special about that. Um, Venus in Cancer is divine. So um, Taurus season is, is here on the 20th. So the 20th is a big day, you know, a solar eclipse, then then we move straight into Taurus season. The moon's there with, with the sun in Taurus as well. They're both squaring Pluto. You know, this can be intense. Look, it can be volatile. You can feel them. You might feel like you want a fucking rage cage, you know. Honestly, like be mindful on the 20th, you know, watch your reactions, watch your projections, watch, you know, driving on the road. Just be mindful. Take your time. Slow down smell the roses. You know, I know it sounds cliche, but honestly, the invitation really for this eclipse season is to slow down, to, to take note, to pay attention to what's being delivered to you, because things will only get you when you haven't been paying attention. You know, that's how it rolls. So, you know, it's a, it's a big time. And like I said, very, very karmic with all of this, uh, nodal, nodal, um, activations as well with the south node and saturn very karmic that's very conducive to letting go of those old stories um 
clearing up old karmic templates, which is awesome, plus um, the sun hitting the north node for the last time in Taurus for nearly 20 years. That's the 24th and 25th, uh, mainly the 25th, um, but but he the sun gets to the same degree uh, late on the 24th, around 8.30. So we've got that happening as well for early next week. Um, and then, of course, Mercury retrograde from the 21st. We begin that as well. So, again, that's the, the next signal to slow, integrate, process, stay calm. Yeah, like, but again, if there's fire there and stuff's bubbling up, you know, channel that wisely, darlings. Channel that wisely. I also just lastly want to leave you with the liquid crystal of the 20th, which is smoky quartz. Now, again, you cannot make that shit up, right? This is all around, you know, being grounded, healing, releasing. Um, it actually has the connection to the rainbow serpent. And, you know, of course, where all, you know, all the snake stuff's coming up. Um, when I released that Lilith container, I've had so many messages around people having snakes come to them and dreaming about snakes and all this snake stuff. It's been quite amazing. Um, it feels like, yeah, I've sort of like released a floodgates or something. Um, I released that. And then obviously, if you heard my podcast from last week, you know, I got the visit from the beautiful little Lilith snake who, who just stared at me and she was so sweet and beautiful. And, um, yeah, getting ready for my Lilith container, which is a full five-week um, embodied immersion around Lilith and all of her new codes and secrets. So it's pretty exciting that the snake is here and, of course, being activated on this solar eclipse day and on the day that the sun moves into Taurus for this year, which is the 20th. So um, solar, um, solar, sorry, smoky quartz is the crystal of earth light, you know, grounding, um, getting onto the earth, you know, if you're feeling tired, lay on the earth, sleep, you know, this is really a pretty, you know, accurate depiction of what we are going to need um, tomorrow as we enter, enter the eclipse and enter into Taurus season. We're going to need that grounding. Yeah, I'm just having a read of what else it says here. Um, let me just read the little thing from my trusty uh, liquid crystal book. If smoky quartz has come to you today, well, it's not that it has come to us, but it is the day of smoky quartz. She's here to help with emotional healing and the redefinition of your physical space. She has come to aid you on already. She has come to aid you on an already active journey deep into the physical self to find the light that gives you life. Once recognized, you will shine that fire into the darkest areas of the self. Oh my God, that whole thing sounds like a solar eclipse. What the hell? In smoky quartz's embrace, the darker and more physical, the better. So that's if you have a piece of smoky quartz when they're very dark, they're very powerful. Um, her darkness is a measure of the light content, light that you can reclaim and use as fuel towards the goals and happiness you have chosen for yourself. In the sacred embrace that is around you today, offer up all of your darkest, most difficult and pain-filled aspects. Leave no stone unturned. Let go and be free. Never again will you see physicality as separate from spirit, for it is for it is the space of the supreme realization of united oneness. So really a, a powerful message to work with with this solar eclipse, you know, really offering up the pain, offering up the darkness in the dark moon solar eclipse as the sun gets blocked out by the moon. Yeah. 
Finding your own darkness, though, you know, I think that that's something that I've been really journeying with with um, Algol and and Lilith is is knowing that we all actually have a demon within us. And I shared on Instagram um, this morning around, you know, the palatable being nice and like not being, you know, the opposite of nice isn't an asshole. Like it's not you're just either nice or you're just not, you know, ultimately being nice and palatable means you are often suppressing who you really are. And I don't know where I was going with that, but that's, you know, I don't know what I was saying, but I was, uh, you know, but I was sharing that on my Instagram this morning around um, being authentic and being sovereign and being who you really are. That's what I was, that's where I was going with the demons and with having a shadow. And, and one of the the little things that I shared, it wasn't my writing. She was like the, the people that are too nice and too kind are often the the ones that you should be more weary of because there's something that's very, very suppressed within them. You know, we're allowed to get angry. We're allowed to say no. We're allowed to be passionate and fired up. We're allowed to, you know, do these things. And for 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 very restrained, inhibited people, they're that they're not willing to meet the demon within themselves. They're not willing to meet you know, invite them to the table, as I've been saying for years, invite all of your fears to the table and have dinner with them. You know, um, I think I wrote that in my book, you know, or wrote it somewhere um, because that is that is a part of who you are. And if you've got a very strong Lilith like I do and a very strong Algol, um, that meaning that if you have a planet hitting Algol at 26 degrees of Taurus, you'll probably relate that we actually have to come against our own inner Medusa, our own inner demon, and really, again, sit with her, be with her, not shun her, not suppress her. And that's sort of what I'm saying about like this smoky quartz is, you know, it's about the darkness and the light. To embrace the light, we have to embrace the dark. And that's what this whole eclipse season is giving us. And the fact that smoky quartz is the crystal, I mean, bang on, absolutely bang on. Anyway, I just heard my bus. I heard the bus arrive at my front door, which means my girls are home from school. So I'm going to love you all and leave you and wish you a very beautiful eclipse season. Be patient. Be gentle with yourself. Breathe. Don't rush. There's nothing to rush for. Pay very close attention. We're in very fated times. Big love. Bye.